One of the things that stops small business owners from creating marketing content consistently is this feeling of being uninspired, of having no idea what to say in the first place. If you can relate to this, you are in good company. So many of us struggle with knowing what our marketing content should actually be about. But I am here to help. I have come up with 100 prompts that you can use to guide your marketing from your social media posts to your emails to your longer form content. I guarantee that these prompts will get you inspired and that you'll have more ideas than you even know what to do with. You can download this list of 100 marketing prompts for free at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. That's makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100-P-R-O-M-P-T-S. Welcome back to Making Good, the podcast for small businesses who want to make a big impact. I'm your host, Lauren Tilden, and this is episode 209. Question for you. Did you know that I own a retail store? I've mentioned it a few times on the show, but in case this is news to you, let me tell you about it. My shop is called Station 7. It's in the Capitol Hill neighborhood of Seattle. My mom started it in 2015 and I took it over in 2019, and it is so wonderful. We feature goods from mostly local artists and makers. We prioritize businesses that are owned by women and members of the BIPOC and LGBTQ communities. It is awesome. It's not often that I get to sit down with a fellow retail store owner on this podcast, and it was so much fun to talk shop with Jesse Williams. Jesse is busy. Not only does she own three retail locations in North Carolina, two Edge of Urge locations, and one Unlikely Professionals, But she also owns and manages Cute House, which is a vacation rental home also in North Carolina. All of her businesses and side projects, too many to list here in this intro, are focused on supporting up-and-coming makers and small businesses, as well as giving back to her community. I have admired Jessie and her work on Edge of Urge for a while now, and it was such a joy to sit down and pick her brain. She was so open and thoughtful, and I got so much out of our conversation. I know that you will, too. In this episode, we discussed why slow and steady really does win the race, how to manage many different businesses and projects, coming to terms with delegating, how Jessie approaches advocacy through her businesses, her advice for small businesses wanting to sell to retailers, and more. Okay, let's get into my chat with Jessie. Hey, Jessie, welcome to Making Good. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. I love this podcast. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to have you. I've been following along from afar um, of your shop, Edge of Urge, for a while. So I am thrilled to get to talk with you and learn a little bit about your story and how you've approached everything. Before I dig into my big laundry list of questions that I have for you, I would love for you to introduce yourself a little bit to um, my audience. Tell us about Edge of Urge, but also I know you do quite a few other things as well. So tell us about how you got into running your business and what is it that you do now? Yeah, so um, man, I wear many hats. <laughs> um, I'm, a, I'm a mom, entrepreneur, a maker, um, treasure hunter. I'm wildly ambitious, incredibly curious. I just, I love uh, exploring and figuring out new things and discovering new things. And so, um, it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm always busy and, um, I, you know, I enjoy it. And as I've gotten older, I'm, I feel like I'm, 
um, I've been taking a look at like, maybe I could, uh, you know, slow it down a little bit, but then <laughs> it's just really hard to do. Cause I'm yeah. so excited about so many things, but, um, so this July of 2023 will be my 21st year in business. Edgeburg has been on for 21 years. It can drink, oh baby. <laughs> That's amazing. I know. It's so crazy. You know, thinking back, I'm like, I remember like I was making some dresses for uh, an award ceremony and I was like, crap, I gotta go. I need, I uh, bought a plane ticket, flew to New York and on my phone, all of a sudden it was like, where, where, and I looked and I was like, what are these words? It's like a text message. And it, <laughs> it was like, there was no texting when I first started my business, you know, like, wow. it's, like it's, it's crazy, you know, how much has changed uh, over the years. But um, yeah, um, uh, basically Edgeverge specializes in the discovery of um, and the champion uh, small independent makers and designers. Um, it started out with um, every single item in the store was handmade either by myself or a handful of friends. And then over the years, the assortment grew um, to makers all over the U.S. And then um, we started to incorporate some more well-known brands because, you know, I feel like it, you know, for several different reasons, but um, when people think of not so much these days, thankfully, but um, you know, people think of handmade, they're like, grandma made me a cardigan or, you know, like <laughs> uh, I, you know, I took some, I mean, I'm not going to diss on googly eyes because I have them with me everywhere I go, but like <laughs> I took some pom-poms and googly eyes and there you go, you know, made some pair of earrings, you know, that's not, um, <laughs> necessarily what what handmade is and so you know we would have handmade jewelry beside um you know something else and people would be like whoa they couldn't really grasp their you know wrap their head around like whoa like it's changing the way they thought about what handmade was you know like Mm -hmm. and they couldn't really tell um this was made in north carolina right down the street and this was made in california by a bigger group of people but it's still you know handmade so yeah. Hmm. Um, I love that. A long winded way <laughs> of saying um, what we do. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got a couple of other projects that you're working on as well. Do you want to share anything about those? Oh, yeah. So, oh boy. So, we've got, <laughs> um, <laughs> Unlikely Professionals, which we opened at the prime time of November 2019. Oh, <laughs> wow. You know, it's funny. I took over my mom's retail store October 2019. So I, I, that was my for it. Like my entryway was around the same time. So I feel you. Oh my gosh. What a roller coaster ride for everybody, right? Um, Yeah. Walks of life. But yeah, so that was, um, you know, we've toyed with having menswear and more masculine um, focused items in the store over the years. And, you know, we just didn't have the space, you know, we just needed more space. So um, there's a spot that opened right across the street from a Raleigh location. And we were like, let's take it. I don't know what we're going <laughs> to do, but we're, we're going to just do something. <laughs> so we moved our menswear and like more of the whole masculine vibe over there, opened a beer and natural wine bar got like a general store vibe kind of feel mm. um some vintage items and home and gifts and it's it's been super fun because i you know like i said uh, before we started recording i just 
I am so excited about so many things. It's I have a hard time focusing in on one, you know, while I yeah. feel like the, the core values sweep through the whole brand. But we, I just, I love that assortment. Um, mm-hmm. That wild assortment is super fun. So we've got that store. And then um, that wasn't enough. So <laughs> I decided, uh, my husband and I, we just, it happened to just, it happened overnight. Like some friends of ours were selling a house and we were like, oh my gosh, let's do it. Let's just see if we can get it. Let's just see if we can get it. And we ended up qualifying. We bought it. It's a really teeny tiny house. Um, which the former owners our friends called it cute house because I mean at first I was like cute house really <laughs> but you drive up and you're like oh my god this house is so cute oh <laughs> I love it's it it's so cute and so we're turning it into a little Airbnb and we're furnishing it with all kinds of uh, all of our favorite things from local Raleigh businesses from Edge Verge from Unlikely Professionals um Hmm. And then we'll have like our, you know, favorite spots in Raleigh or favorite businesses. So like a, a little secret hideaway where you can find all the, the cool stuff that Raleigh yeah. has to offer. So that's super exciting. Never done it before. So we're just throwing everything at the wall <laughs> to see what sticks. Um, but hopefully that will be launching in the next few weeks. Um, oh my gosh. Amazing. Yeah. And then, you know, I just turned 44 and I uh, have this other little like dream of mine. Um, and I, I told myself I was going to do it last year and I didn't do it. And then so I finally made an, I made an Instagram account last year and did nothing. And then this year I was like, I'm going to do it. This is what I'm going to do it. <laughs> so then I started posting on it and it's this account called <laughs> a row biscuits and gravy. And it's where we will go and do like 80s style like dance aerobics and then eat biscuits and gravy after. Oh my god! That would be that it would just be just a fun time to kind of let your hair down or in your little sweatband um, and just get together. And all of the classes would be some sort of fundraiser uh, for, you know, whichever, you know, still trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together. But I just, I love these kind of these community events. Um, mm-hmm. I love uh, I've always wanted to be a performer, but I'm so terribly shy. Um, but I have this like ham inside of me. You know? <laughs> this is a great way that it's like, it's silly, but it's also meaningful because we're raising money for something. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to rip the bandaid off some big fears that I have. Um, yeah. You know, and then continuing to create, you know, maintain stability and growth for the team that has been with me at Edgeverge. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Is that called a midlife crisis? What is that? <laughs> no, it's amazing. I have just like a huge smile as I'm hearing you describe everything because like I can relate to the excitement that I can just hear in yeah. your voice of like, you know, it all sounds so good. Like, why wouldn't you go after it? So yeah. I love it. I awesome. love it. If you say it out loud, then you have to do it, right? <laughs> yes. Well, now everyone knows. Yeah, I know. Um, and yeah, I feel like now I need to plan a trip to Raleigh to go stay in the cute house. So yeah, and come for a row biscuits and gravy. <laughs> Yes, yes. We will link to all of these amazing projects and businesses (laughs) in the show notes because I know everyone's going to be like, what? 80s aerobics? And then, yeah, (laughs) this is amazing. I'm so excited. So, so yeah, so fun. 
So you've got two retail businesses now. Well, two uh, multiple storefronts, two different brands and you've been in business for quite a while. So you've, like you say, things have changed dramatically since you first opened the doors in, you know, early two thousands. What, what would you credit with what's enabled you to, you know, survive throughout all the things that have happened, all the pivots I'm sure you've had to make all of the changes in the way that you market your business, the way that your city has changed, like all of these things you've like really managed to thrive throughout throughout so what would you credit with that like what what do you think's been your secret sauce you know part of it is just I mean I love what I do and I like to do so many different things so if something changes uh then that's okay with me um Mm -hmm. also I think part of it is the name, like Edge of Urge. Like, what does that mean? I don't know. You know, it's like, I have a story of how I got the name, but it's not like, you know, when I first started, I was only hand knitting and I was like making dresses by hand. I was too scared of a sewing machine. (laughs) So it wasn't going to be like Edge of Urge hand knit scarf shop, you know? Thank goodness I didn't call it like the name of what I was making. So it just, it kind of just left it open-ended that it could, um, you know, change over time as needed. Um, but I think really it's like being in the shop, listening to what the customers ask for, you know, and if, um, just trying to be nimble and scrappy and not putting all my eggs in one basket. And uh, yeah, I think just the willingness to, commit to an idea and then if something needs to shift then just let it go you know and yeah (laughs) there's that saying if you love it let it go if it's meant you know it'll come back to you and I'm like sometimes can I cuss on here (laughs) yeah sometimes I'll just be like sometimes I beat and come back you know just let it let it go let it go yeah that's something that is really hard to do for a lot of people like to kind of detach from whatever original, you know, you put all your like energy and you see it a certain way. And then that willingness to let it go is, I don't know. Or is that, is that kind of like how you are naturally or has that been something you've had to figure out? I think it, you know, when I first started, I'm just, I, I've learned, this is, this is where like <laughs> when people ask me for advice, you know, have to put it out front that I learn very differently than a lot of people. Like, it, it really takes knowing yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, when I first started, I didn't know what I was getting into. You know, if I, if I were to start a business today and somebody was like, you need a business plan, you need to do this, 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 and this, I would be like, Oh my gosh, no, I can't. I'm not, I don't want to do that. I don't know how to do that. It's too much for me. I'm going to shut down analysis paralysis and then I'll just freeze and go do something else. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it was like this little idea that turned into a bigger idea. And then I found a space that was $400. Oh my gosh. All utilities included, you know, and then from there, like, how can I get from, how can I get to that next step? Like what changes can I make to get there, to get this a little bit more space in a better location? That's kind of learning as I'm going. I think I, I didn't start with like, I'm going to start in the prime location. I'm going to have all the best inventory. I'm going to have like, you know, it was a very slow growth. And I think mm. that worked 
to my advantage. You know, like if I were to open up Edge of Verge, what it is today, um, no, <laughs> there's, I mean, I, I don't know how I, I mean, you'd have to have a lot of, I mean, you need income. Like I didn't get my first loan until I was pregnant with my daughter in 2017. Cause the banks were like, who are you? You're just a retailer. You know, you're like, it was just, it was so hard, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think for me, it was just slow and steady. I really appreciate you saying that. Like I, it's very easy to look at uh, any business from the outside and kind of assume that, it happened overnight and like look at yeah. your own business and be like, wow, this is not working or it's yeah. nothing's changing. But I love the permission to let it be really slow, you know, and just, yeah. it's like the people who succeed are the ones who just are still going. <laughs> like they didn't stop. And anytime that I've tried to compare myself or I would, you know, get like those feelings of envy, like, I wish I could do that. Or like, they just like, how are they doing that? You know, that's when I, uh, everything starts to crumble for me, you know? So comparison really is the thief of joy. And so I really do like, I mean, it may sound silly, but there's just some, you know, we have to use social media for our business. If there's something that's like, if it, I'll just mute it. You know, I just, I have to, I have to mm-hmm. really stay connected to myself because um, I know myself enough that uh, it can be so incredibly disruptive and poisonous. You know, you, yeah. you can't compare where you are to, <laughs> it just, you just can't. It's just <laughs> dangerous. Yeah. I, can relate to that a lot. Mm-hmm. You have so you have a couple of different businesses, lots of different projects. Obviously, to keep all the stores staffed and have everything happening, you've got a team. So I would love to hear a little bit about like what does your team look like? What is and how have you defined what your role is versus what you put in other people's responsibility? My team, they are. Like, I just, if I could, like, squeeze them until their eyes, like, popped out of their faces, <laughs> I would. <laughs> I love them so much. You know, I've worked with so many different people over the years. And I feel like every single year, I learned something new. I learned from every single mistake. This this team that I have right now is just... Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I can't even, I'm so, I'm so thankful. I wish there was a word that was better than, oh my gosh, I love you. Thank you so much. But um, wow, it's really, over the years, I've learned to let go of the things that I suck at, right? Yeah. And not to the point to where you turn your head and you're not paying attention because I've done that too. And that like really backfired, but to, to more be like, you know, you're kind of following along and you want to learn and you want to keep up, but you understand where, like, for the greater good of the business, where your energy, like, serves everybody, right? And so, you know, when people come to me and they want to raise or they want to, like, they're interested in doing something else, you know, I'm like, I'd love for you to pitch to me what you think you can add to the team. You know, sometimes I'm like, you are killing it here. I'd love to have you be the head of this program. Are you down? And they're like, yes. Or not really, I'd rather do this. And I'm like, whoa, okay, I didn't see that coming. You know, I like it for it to come from, you you see it come from them because if they're not genuinely interested, then it shows, right? And so um, 
and we always promote from within and um no, no, I just, you're nothing with, without them. You can't do it alone. I tried. It sucks. It's too hard. Uh, and that was, a, it's really hard uh, lesson over the years to delegate because I really worn myself out. Um, mm-hmm. And then I'm useless to everybody. So yeah, I'm, I'm not an expert at it. It's still probably one of my biggest weaknesses is asking for help and delegating. But um, this team is we're, we're working through it and together and it feels really good right now. So I'm like just crossing on my parts, <laughs> but you keep it up because it's, I feel very lucky. Yeah. Do you have any tips on how to find those people that like, you know, kind of create this, this feeling of wanting to like hug them till they're, you know, blue in yeah. the face, like the, just that like immense appreciation for your team. I can totally hear, hear that coming through. How did you find these people? You know, it's, I feel like it's getting harder and harder to find, you know, just because of the way the economy is. And, um, you know, especially with COVID, people were like, this is what I'm doing with my life. And then COVID hit and they're like, actually, I kind of want to try this, you know? And so everything's upside down. Um, really, I think for me, you know, in our interviews, just trying to get that, if there's that gut feeling like, maybe they don't have all of the things that I'm looking for, but I have this gut feeling that we can connect and I can communicate easily with them. And that's, that's something I'm willing to take a risk on, you know, and also we do trial shifts, you know, where people can come in and we can work together and, you know, not just to save our asses or, you know, but it's like come in and work and then, and see if they like it. Maybe they're like, this isn't for me, you know? So um, and then we'll do, now we do multiple interviews, the managers of each location will interview and then I'll do a follow-up interview. So it's making sure that, you know, everybody's on board. Yeah. You know, it, it, but it's also keeping in mind that like some people, I mean, for me, I get nervous if I'm on the spot. I mean, I can only imagine what it feels like when you come in and there's two people asking you questions. Yeah. Um, so there was one girl recently that we interviewed and she was so quiet and I was like, Oh my gosh, she's so sweet and looks so good on paper, but I feel like she might just be a little too quiet. And then, so we, we told her that um, we didn't think that it was going to be a good fit. And then she was like, Oh, I really want this opportunity. Like I really want this opportunity. And we brought, and we were like, okay, well let's bring her in for a trial shift. And she came in and you know, we weren't there on purpose. And so she worked with the team and they were like, Oh my gosh, she's awesome. You know? So it's like, mm. you know, the giving your team, yeah. Giving your team some input too. Cause you know, I'm not in the store every single day. They're the ones working together. Can they communicate? You know, it's really, we've created a community, you know, to, you know, people, if you can communicate well with the team, then that works. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. It's a, it's a tricky, um, I don't have like a secret sauce, um, other than just like your intuition, you know, uh, or or if they really feel like they, you know, you're, you're hearing from them, they really want to be a part of the company. I'd love to hear kind of structurally how you manage your team. Like, do you have, weekly meetings do you slack like in terms of the logistics of how you keep everyone on the same page make sure everyone knows what's going on 
you know, save your time so that you're not in meetings, like 100% of the work week? How do you manage everything? Yeah, so we do use Slack. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's great. And it's also like, oh my gosh, it's going crazy today. And we create different channels, you know, per location. um, And we've created some new systems. So one of the girls, oh my gosh, I love this woman. Her name's Amanda. And she is the one who enters. She helps us with customer service for online orders. She enters inventory and is copywriter. She's just like super talented. And she's always like, <laughs> okay, Boomer, can we get this? <laughs> Let's get this a little bit more organized, you know, like, uh, so she set up um, different ways of inputting inventory, you know, because shipments would come in and we would just enter them and tag them on the floor. But it was getting more and more busy where it was taking away from customer service. So she created some systems where, you know, we have Slack thread of something that would arrive and then people post the invoices and then she gives the green check when it's ready to go. So it's more, um, has a little bit more flow. It doesn't happen mm-hmm. quite as, as, as fast, but it, I feel like it's overall, we're able to keep our focus on the customer. And I think that's nice. Um, again, when I say like giving the employees, you know, their room to, for them to shine and not try to micromanage everything they do um, mm-hmm. has brought so much growth and peace into the inner workings of the company by all their creative ideas. So Slack is something we use. We also do an end-of-day email, which goes to the entire company. So each location closes out with like the sales, the online sales, shipments that came in, shipments that what were processed that weren't any updates. Um, if it's like customers were asking for this or we got this shipment in and the fit is weird or this came in and it's already sold out, you know, um, kind of updates everybody. So, you know, if you are out for a week, you kind of come in and check in and see what's been going on or you just kind of have a feel for what you're walking into the next day. So we've really beefed up our communication and we've had to with all these locations. We've got a Wilmington location, Raleigh and uh, the unlikely professionals. So those are our two main ways to stay organized. Mm -hmm. And we have uh, managers at each location that kind of control uh, or, you know, wouldn't say control, they um, are the go-to for any issues like within the team. And then from there it would come like to me or Amanda or my husband, Derek, who is running that unlikely professionals. Hmm. Does that answer your question? Yeah, totally. Crazy. Okay. No, it sounds like a lot. Like I, I, one thing that I definitely struggle with is like team management. I'm just like, I tend to get really excited about what I'm working on. And like, I don't want to be, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to like stop doing it. So I, I am, this is like for sure a weakness of mine. So I'm kind of selfishly asking like, how do you do it with so many people and, you know, different projects going on? It's so much different now. Like I have a daughter, she's five. And like, since, uh, since she was born, I just like, I, I haven't, I can't operate at the same level as I did before she was here. Like I was working like, super pregnant, like all the way to the very end, you know, but, mm-hmm. um, I just like, I want to be there for her. I, I, 
and I love her. I love my business. I love my team. I don't want to neglect them. So it was almost like having her forced me to do some like big, big girl stuff, you know, like I had to start delegating things and stop holding everything so close to my chest. And if it messes up, then it messes up and we'll fix it. You know, it's like, yeah, let, that letting go has been very uncomfortable. Um, but it gets a little bit better, you know, every day or every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the, and the same thing with having a kid is like, you, you don't, you only have a certain amount of hours in the day. You know, she happens to wake up freakishly early and then doesn't ever want to go to sleep. So there's no like <laughs> me time before or after. And so really oh like when she's at school, that's the time I have. So if I'm going to do anything for myself, has to be in that time. I have to, you know, I just, it's, so I, I, I have to, um, I can't let things, you know, drop. So you, you have, again, you have to, delegate it out, um, to protect that, you know, what you're good at. Right. Yeah. So for me, it would be like curating fun, exciting things for the store experiences. Like I still do all of the, um, bookkeeping and all that. I mean, there's so many things that I do and I just gotta have a little, little slice for me (laughs) somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. How have you been able to outsource your marketing? Because I get the sense that like so much of what your businesses are about is like, I mean, I'm sure it's a shared vision at this point, but it's kind of like your taste and your like heart is really in it. So how are you able to outsource like things like social media and I don't know, emails, whatever other kind of market marketing that you focus on where you really want that like heart of the business to come through, but it's not going to be you doing all of it. Yeah. So, you know, I, I struggled with the social media for a long time. You know, I um, was managing it myself. I handed it off and then the language would be kind of weird. And then I took it back and then I handed it off again. The language would be kind of weird. And then, you know, that kind of went back and forth for a while. And then, um, the girl that helps us with our website, you know, she works for the company and um, I was like, you're when she she does our emails and she does the website and her language is probably as close to mine as I've seen, you know. And I'm like, she she can just like pick up on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is it. Yes, go for it. <laughs> and you know, it is it is tough sometimes because you know I understand the importance of branding and the cohesiveness, but also Ediverge as a company is very much about letting the team be a part of the creative process and having those different perspectives. So, you know, there's, I try to have that balance of an input from the team, you know, so stories you'll see, you know, the Wilmington girls and everybody's got their different vibe, but it's still, you know, the core like heart is the same. Um, even though the actual like physical like the language may sound a little different, but the heart is the same. Again, mm-hmm. it's a little bit letting go and a little bit um of having, you know, the parameters of this, you know, where you can kind of mess around, right? So we have like our core and then be creative within that. Mm-hmm. But um Right. At this moment, um, it's all in-house. 
Yeah. I am like, I am really appreciating the message coming through about letting go. I feel that. I feel that very deeply. (laughs) It's so hard. You know, like I am like control, like controlling situations has been like, like it's how I felt safe in so much of my life. And it served me well for so long, you know, but it's like, it just doesn't work anymore. (laughs) And it's so, so it's like, or I just, I feel like there's a healthier or more like I'm thinking of my daughter and like how I am modeling everything I do for her, mm-hmm. you know, trying to let go a little bit more. Um, it's not, it is not easy. And uh, <laughs> some days I'm like, oh my God, what yeah. but um, in the end, it's like big picture. I feel like it's, everybody's happier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just me over here in my own little bubble. <laughs> That's yeah. No, I I am receiving the message very deeply, so I appreciate it. I guess another thing that's just coming to my mind is I'm hearing you describe all the different things that you do, and like as someone who connects with that sort of like you know I have I have a retail shop, I have a stationery line, I have this podcast. Like mm-hmm. I also do many different things, and I. I don't know. I I seem to manage to kind of keep a handle on most of it, but I find it very difficult to be constantly switching. Do you have any tips for managing like different projects and kind of, I don't know, like, is it like this day is for this business, this day is for this, or how do you go about getting so many different things done without like just having your head feel totally scattered all the time? Yeah, I want to look up something for you because I don't want to like botch it. Um, yeah. Okay, so I definitely do like to have. Um, I, I attempt. We'll say it this way: I attempt to be like this week is about this, or this day is about this, and then there's mm-hmm. always a curveball, you know. So it's kind of like knowing there's going to be a curveball and trying not to be like too upset or you know disheveled when it happens um mm-hmm. is is key but um so there's this guy his name's Atara Valentine he has this program called Rehearse Recalibrate Review and it's basically like a mental rehe- rehearsal he's got it broken down into like three audio bits and he guides you if you wanted to do writing instead but basically it's it's like just trying to take a little focus out of your day onto yourself, you know, so you start your morning and just like pick a word that's going to be your intention for that day and how you hope to execute your day. And then in the middle of the day, it would be like, you know, most people try to grab a coffee or they're just like toast. I'm ready to check out, checking in again. And then at the end of the day, checking in one more time to just be like, how did I do? So I want to do something differently next time. Um, but he has this way with words that I do not. <laughs> but um, he's got the, his company's called The Seed Level, S-E-E-D-L-E-V-E-L. And he's got all these free tools on Instagram too. But I feel like for me, you know, as somebody that is, like I've said before, wildly ambitious and that make I love it. At the same time, it it can be disruptive when you're trying to get projects done. Um, so having something like this 
just put your put your mind on kind of helps break it down into smaller bite-sized pieces. Hmm. Right. And so making that list of things that like, what do you really, really, really want to do? And what are things that are like super priority? And then maybe starting starting there instead of just having this wild list and then you just kind of bounce back and forth. Yeah. Oh, sounds so interesting. Yeah, I don't have a, you know, I haven't sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm like, how have you made it this far? Like, I don't have a, <laughs> I don't have a, a secret recipe, you know, really. I, the only way I've done it is by exhausting myself, right? So mm. right now I'm in the, uh, I'm, I'm trying to change the way that I, I work, right? I want to, like, I'm trying to figure out that answer to the question that you just asked me. And this is helping me a little bit. It's very uncomfortable because I'm I'm the kind of person that's like, Okay, she's only at school for this amount of time. I gotta go, 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 go. <laughs> you know, yes. and it's like this. The past like month, I've been at cute house trying to get it ready, and then like my back went out on me again. And it's like because I haven't been doing my normal exercises, and like, and when I stop taking care of myself, especially as I get older, I can't, I can't keep up and do all the fun things, you know. So it's like really reframing it of what is on your big, big list, your big goals, you know? I love that. I'm excited to check out seed level. The seed level. And on Instagram, um, it's Atara Valentine, A-T-A-R-A-H Valentine. And he's got all kinds of juicy tidbits. Um, I find it just super helpful. And every time uh, I'm like, oh, are you talking to me? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, it's, it's really good. Amazing. One of the things that I get right away when I look at your business and your social media and just like when I'm exposed to your brand is how you give a lot financially and also you advocate for things that you believe in, which I think is so important, especially right now. Like, unfortunately, there's a lot going on that sucks. Um, And so I really appreciate seeing businesses who are so vocal and who are so philanthropic about what matters to them. So I'd love to hear is, do you have kind of a structured approach to that? Or is it more like when something, when something connects with you, you just kind of go for it or how do you approach the sort of the doing good element of your business? Yeah. I mean, I feel like the foundation of Edgeverge is to help uh, emerging designers and makers get in front of an audience, right? So like, I've always been championing the, um, the underdog, you know, or like somebody who's just trying to, you're just trying to, you know, get yeah. out there. Like that is, I was that person. I am that person. Like I, relate I understand what it feels like to have something and then to be overlooked like it sucks and so we it's a mission you know so if somebody applies to have their work at the store and it's not a good fit we don't just say like grows my or like you know it's we try to be thoughtful and you know if, if there is another place that we think could be better suited we try to you know, show them this other place or offer some kind of information and not just be like a hard no. Um, Mm -hmm. So to the core of who we are, you know, it's just compassion, right? Um, Always to be approachable, you know, friendly staff. Um, Anyone is welcome. 
we try to have a variety of price points so somebody can walk away with something if they want. Mm -hmm. And then for, you know, I feel like giving back to the community is just a must. It's just a must, you know, there's yeah. no, um, it's just, it's just something that I care deeply for the people who work with me care for. And, um, it feels really good, you know, to give back people don't need the things that we sell. Right. Um, so yeah. to be able to do something bigger than that feels great and to, uh, advocate for people and to, sh to share and that's just something that's just very important to us um to our core but yeah as things arise you know like we are very nimble and that is fun so if something comes up then we'll just be like oh i'm sorry no okay let's <laughs> come on guys let's get together let's do it let's do it you know or if there's something that just you know weighing on us we want to be a part of or there's, you know, programs that we care about deeply just because they're good for the community. Nothing had to happen. It's just people doing awesome things and we want to give back. And yeah, we just, we try to vet the people, make sure it's good. And then yeah. we're, we're all in. Amazing. Um, before we start to wrap up, I think the one question that is probably on many people's minds who are listening, um, hearing you talk about how so much of your mission is to support like the, I love the term, the underdog, but like the, those small makers and, um, handmade business owners who would love to have their work somewhere like your store and other stores like it. What would you, what advice would you offer for businesses like those? Like what, what makes it like a total yes for you when you get pitched or what's the best way to pitch, where to pitch, like any tips you have on how, how to make it so compelling that like, you just want to say yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, one of the things first is to do a little bit of research, like at least a little bit, you know, yeah. um, to, to see if your products look like they would be a good, like a good match, you know, a good compliment, like, if you're if you're making earrings and you can give your earrings as a person, like would that person like want to be friends and hang out with the other people that are in the store? You know, do they seem like they would complement each other? Like they would lift each other up? That they would, you know, like sit well together, <laughs> mm -hmm. behave or not? Um, that would be like the the ba baseline. Would be like just you know maybe just take a look and see if that would be a good fit. Then. Yeah. Um, you know, some people come by and they'll just drop stuff off. And I'm like, please don't do that. I just, we don't have a lot of space. If you've been into the stores, <laughs> I'm a maximalist and there is no storage. <laughs> There's no space and it could get lost. Or like sometimes I try to reach back and you don't respond. It's like, that's probably not the best way. I would say, you know, send an email and then with some photos or a line sheet. And then um, a little bit about yourself, why you think you would be a good fit. We definitely want to see how your products are packaged, like how do they come packaged. We want to know what your prices are. Yeah, that's generally for us the the best way. Um, we, you know, I'm always I'm a maniac, like nonstop treasure hunter. I'm always on the look for new people and brands. So. You know, I'm always scouring the interwebs. 
Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> always looking for new things, but um, yeah, think about your price point. Like, is it if it's like three hundred dollars? Probably not going to be a diverge because you know ours kind of cap out at like the two hundred and under. You know, we tried the higher price point again because people, you know, were wanting. Like if it's mostly with the apparel, but it just it just doesn't work for us. So finding that sweet spot, like if your price point is right, if it looks like, I mean, if we already carry a product that's pretty similar to yours, it doesn't mean that you can't submit it. But you know, just think about that. But yeah, we're always looking for new people. I mean, always we're always keeping it fresh, changing it up. Sometimes yeah. people write us on Instagram. Uh, I'm not personally the one that's checking it, but usually they'll they'll send them to me. But email, um, we have an ask at edgeverge.com. You can send your line sheets to. Yay. Amazing. Well, I guess I would say for the listeners, who would you say is like, like what kind of business would you say would be an especially good fit for your store in particular just in case it sparks anyone's interest oh yeah okay so i mean we have so many categories so um greeting cards jewelry candles books apparel especially if you're size inclusive and your prices are not a million dollars and that's kind of what I was talking about a little bit ago is that the brands that we could find that were aesthetic match for Edge of Verge, the prices that had up to like three, four, five, six X, the prices are just like two eighty and up. And our customer is just like, no. <laughs> and I get mm-hmm. it, but it's like it's just it's really hard to find. So if that's you, girl or whoever, call call me. <laughs> I'm sure you might find mm-hmm. Yeah, um, all kinds of gift items. Like we sell, like we have like a baby kids section. Um, I mean, just if you check out the website and just see the array of uh, categories, there's so many different fun things that we're looking for. And unlikely professionals, you know, we started bringing in more like food items and like cookbooks and like knives and all kinds of cool things for your home. Um, yeah. Awesome. Yay. Okay. Well, I hope that if you're listening and any of that sounds right. And if you look at edge of urge and feel like you're a good, like look and feel fit. Yes. I hope you will reach out. And I actually (laughs) have for the clothing, the sides inclusive clothing brand. I have someone in mind, so we can talk about that. Um, Okay. Jesse, this has been so much fun. I'm going to start. I want to respect your time. So I'm going to start to wrap up here. Okay. I asked you how um, you approach doing good through your small business. So mm-hmm. the next question I have for you is, what is one small business that you admire? Oh, man, there are so many. But there's one in particular that I feel like would really resonate with your audience. And I think she would also be awesome for you to bring on. Um, uh, her name's Alicia Thomas. And her company is called Wait what consulting and she helps creatives with their bookkeeping and she does it in a language that's not like meet it's like whoa i actually know what you're talking about amazing she's so cute and so fun and especially if you're just starting out like that uh it's like the perfect person like she can help you like set it all up and set it all up right, you know, to where, you know, everything can be automated and 
Yeah, like hands down. Um, I wish that she would have been around when <laughs> when I opened Edgeburge. Um, yeah, she is a dream. Oh my gosh. I love, wait, what? That's like... Oh, and her branding, talk about branding is so right on. It's so cute. It's like, uh, it's so her. It's just, it's so good and it's consistent. And, you know, she fell into it by accident, you know, like she was working for one of the companies that we helped get up and running called Freaker. And they made like these little sweaters for beer and wine or whatever to keep them cool like koozies. And she ended up working for them and just kind of got tossed into their um, like accounting, you know, and she was like, uh, and then just figured it out and not only figured it out, but realized that she's a freaking boss at it. You know, she's so Mm -hmm. good. And so she took all that knowledge and started her own company and that, and she met working with Zach, Zach from Freaker, you know, it's like, again, like such a big personality and to be able to communicate and educate him and then to take all that. And it's just so cool. She's yeah. Hands down. She's a queen. Love it. Yeah. I'm excited to check out Wait What Consulting and I will put that in the show notes for sure. What would be one book you would recommend? Okay. So I've got a talk coming up in the end of July and (laughs) something I've I've wanted to do for so long, like, as you can tell, I talk a mile a minute. Like, I'm, I have so much I'm passionate about and want to share, but I have tremendous, tremendous stage fright. Like, just, mm-hmm. you know, when I played in a band, I'd either have to drink, like, way too much to get on stage, or I would have to take, like, a modium AD so I wouldn't get sick. Oh I mean, gosh. so sick. Uh, so there's this book that I'm reading right now called Present Yourself in Public Speaking, um, mm. by Mary Cheyenne and I met her in a workshop in 2020 um, and at the time I didn't even know that's what she did and one of the other girls from the workshop was like I'm visiting Mary and doing her workshop for public speaking and I was like what and she has this mm-hmm. book and it's it's just awesome and a lot of it is really um, you know it's mostly about doubling down on yourself and your intuition you know, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like if you're going to speak in public or not, if that's not something that you have, that's a fear of yours. I feel like it's um, just super, super helpful. Just like gut check and to help you kind of get that pep talk. So I would say that. And also, I want to share a pod, another podcast, if that's okay. Yeah, of course. Okay, Julia Louis Dreyfus has this new podcast out called Wiser Than Me where she interviews older women to basically mm. school her, you know? And so one of the first ones was Jane Fonda. And I was just like, oh, wow. I love Jane Fonda anyway, but this, I just, I feel like it's just a great one, especially for, you know, being like Jane, Jane talks about like how hard it is to be young, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. I mean, it's so true. Like if somebody just would have told me that when I was young, that, Oh my gosh, it is so hard to be young. I feel like just hearing those words alone would have given me yeah. so much comfort because you normally hear like, you have your whole life ahead of you, blah, blah, blah. And that just makes it harder. Or like, this is the best time of your life. Yeah. If you're young yeah. or if you're 44 like me or if you're whatever age, I feel like this podcast is really, it's fun. It's it's a nice and refreshing yeah. um, little, little um, aid. I just love it. Amazing. I'm excited to share that. Okay. 
Jesse, this has been so much fun. I have so many more questions for you, but I'm going to let you go. I know you have a lot on your plate as it is, but um, I'd love for you to share a little bit about where listeners can connect with you and um, like check out Edge of Urge, Unlikely Professionals, all the good stuff. Yeah. So edgeofurge.com. You can shop as of right now, you can shop everything that we have at Unlikely and Edge of Urge on that site. Yeah. And so on Instagram, you can find us at Edge of Urge. You can find us at Unlikely Professionals. Uh, you can find us at Cute House Raleigh and a Row Biscuits and Gravy. <laughs> and if you're ever oh, traveling God. through the um, Raleigh-Durham airport, I'm a partner in a store there called Root and & Branch. Uh, and we um, just, I'm a small percent owner in that store, but I uh, help curate the, like, the North Carolina makers in that store. Amazing. Um, yeah. Amazing. Just a regular human is me. <laughs> Just a regular human. That's yeah. your handle? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. my gosh. How did you snag about that? That's so good. I know. Well, it's so funny because I, I mean, I came up with that because I think people think that like, if you're a business owner, that you're a millionaire or like, I don't know. I don't know what they thought. They were like, well, you're all like, you know, I just, it's just hilarious, you know, especially social media. And I was like, I am just like everybody else. Just trying to do it. Just trying to, trying to find that little piece of happiness for myself. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for everything you shared. I know there's a couple of things in particular about like letting go that I am like really receiving and hearing. So I really have enjoyed this conversation and so excited to share it with my audience. Yeah. Well, thank you. And I think you have a, you have a little one too, right? I do. Yes. So um, put on Frozen and then get up and sing Let It Go with Elsa. And yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I'll do it. I will do it. Yeah, I know all the words. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you if you put that on your um, great gravy and biscuit like party yeah. night, I'll be oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. Yeah, thank you. Take care. Okay, so who wants to book a weekend at Cute House and go shopping at Edge of Urge? Thanks again to Jesse for joining me on the show and for sharing so many amazing resources. You can find them all in the show notes for this episode at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 209. I would love for you to take a screenshot of your podcast player while you're listening to this episode and tag me on social media at Lauren Tilden. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful to have your support. Here are a couple of ways that you can get back to making good. First, let's connect on Instagram. Take a screenshot of your podcast player while you're listening and tag me at Lauren Tilden. I would love to connect with you. Second, I would be so honored if you'd leave a rating and review in your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to subscribe and follow. And finally, if you have a friend that you think would enjoy the podcast, send them the link. Today's episode can be found at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 209. This episode was produced and edited by Corinne Monaco of Just Peachy Illustration. Thank you for being here and for focusing on making a difference with your small business. Talk to you next time.